Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram, at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from at Noel Hernandez. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show, Monk, right here each week. And we're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So I've got my junk food here, Candace, which is a little mini icy, which I'm showing to the camera right now because we're on YouTube today. Yes. It's a little mini icy and it's like a lollipop. With like with little candy powder, so you yes. lick it and like dip it. Right? It's like a baby bottle pop, but yeah. it's cooler because it's very gimmicky. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a smaller it's icy. icy. Yeah. yeah, and I have Girl Scout cookies. They got us already coming out the grocery store. You want to no buy some Girl way. Scout cookies? Are those the and new? And Toby cannot resist them. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I guess I could. And she said, "There's some new ones. They're called Toast Yay." French toast inspired cookies dipped in delicious icing and full of flavor in every bite. Yay. Oh my so, god. So, we'll try those. I love when I'm calling new ones. Also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan, started watching in 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I've seen seasons one and two, and those you did on the show, and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. All right, this is Mr. Monk Makes the Playoffs, Season 7, Episode 13. So here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see professional football player David Gittleson in the back of his limo being protective of his prized playbook. Next, we see his limo driver, Sean Metzger, making a deal to sell that playbook behind his back. Gittleson later notices something wrong with his book and confronts Metzger and is bludgeoned to death for doing so. After the open, we learn that Monk has tickets to the big playoff game and decides to take the captain. Of course, Monk quickly gets distracted by an explosion among the tailgaters and eventually discovers the dead football player disguised as a fellow passed-out partier. Stottlemyre really just wants to get to the game, but Monk continues to investigate outside the stadium. He narrows his sights on Metzger after he smells of gasoline and notices his limo has been siphoned. While questioning Chet, the explosion victim, he recalls that Gettleson repeatedly said, Out of order. Monk then puts it together when he sees the coach of the opposing team anticipating upcoming plays. What was out of order were the pages in the playbook. Metzger had made photocopies and put the papers back in the binder all wrong. Gettleson realized this, was killed for it, and Chet, who asked the QB for his autograph that morning, was a potential witness and was almost killed for that too. Monk and Chet sneak in the opposing team's locker room during halftime and steal the playbook. A guilty Stottlemyre comes in with the assist, and they ultimately secure the playbook and the win. Yay! All right, that was Mr. Monk Makes the Playoffs. So, if you notice, we have our playoff swag, okay? Because today is what, Noah? Super Bowl Sunday! It is Super Bowl Sunday, and we are... Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. So you you might be thinking like, what? They're not in there. But they always are to us in our hearts because we're diehard Cowboys fans, right? Yeah. Are you, are you not? No, I am. But what you said did not make sense. What? They're like kind of in the playoffs. They're in our hearts. And it's like when your mom tells you like, honey, it's okay. You're a winner. And you're like, okay. That's how I feel about the Cowboys. 
You must not be a diehard fan. I wouldn't say a diehard fan. Really? I would never die for the Cowboys. What? I would. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I would actually die for them. No. But nevertheless, we have our Cowboys swag on. So let's do this thing. All right. Uh. Noah, what did we like about the episode? Candice, what did we like about the episode? I have five likes or maybe six. Okay. Do you have... A lot of dislikes because I have barely any. I barely have zero. I have one. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, Stoudemire is letting loose. I love this. He Stoudemire is such a man's man. It is so funny. And also <laughs> funny that Monk, of all people, is his best friend. But, right. But he is such a man's man. He does the whole... um the condors, right? Because that's the team, is the oh, condors. Yeah. And the guy's like, Whoa, condors! And he's like, Yeah! And does the, the wing flap, and Sodomar's like, All right. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. He's drinking his beer. And then, of course, when he meets his high school buddies in the oh, parking yeah. lot, and he's like, Oh my gosh, that's you. Oh man. And you know, they give each other hugs and high fives and everything. And then they're because that's when they throw start throwing the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you still got that Stottlemyre arm or something like that. And so he's like, boom, and throws it. And it like, boom, hits a car. <laughs> and they're like, okay, yep, I'm done with that. <laughs> but it was still it was still really fun to see Stottlemyre just let loose like that. I agree. Um, I liked Natalie, who was like, who's encouraging Monk to bring Stottlemyre instead of her to the game, which was really nice of her. And she's like, go with Stottlemyre, have some male bonding time. And Monk says, I feel more comfortable having male bonding time with you, Natalie. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. That is so, That was such a good line. Um, of course, Monk sticking up for the captain whenever he's meeting his college bu- or his high school buddies. And they're like ragging on each other, you know, like punching each other. And like, uh-huh. oh, you old man, you know, whatever. Monk's like, hey, whoa, whoa. That's my friend you're talking about. And he's like, oh, it's okay, Monk. You know, we're just ragging on each other. You know, guy stuff. Yeah. And Monk's like, oh, I get it. I get it. He's like, yeah. I mean, what's up with your yellow teeth, you know? Like, and, and you, with all those, you know, craters on your face. Like the moon, you know? Because you have, he has bad skin. <laughs> he thinks he's getting them so good. And then he's like, oh, everyone's like, wow, this is really awkward. And he's like, Yeah. Sad sack over here who doesn't have a girlfriend. She went to prison. He's divorced, you know. What a sad, lonely guy. <laughs> it was so bad for Monk. He was trying so hard just to... Oh, and then, and then he's... Because uh, Monk is like, you know, this sad sack over here and kind of shoving to And he's like, yeah, ha huh? And then he's like, pushes him out of frame. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so funny. I love that. It was so hilarious. <laughs> Um, my next like is Randy, the entire episode is just, it's just classic Randy. He takes a TV out of evidence to try and watch the Super Bowl, or not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. He takes it out of evidence, tries to get up the stairs, fails, ends up watching it backwards on the stairs. Oh, it's just, how does he screw up that bad? Okay, you messed up two parts. Classic Randy because nobody takes him to the game. Oh, yes. He always gets left out. And then he has the flip phone that he's watching on the screen. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Because okay. Natalie calls him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm watching it. He's like, yeah, I'm watching it. It's better than being there. And he's like, and then he hangs up and he's like, I think I'm watching the game. 
this tiny little screen. It was funny. So yes, the, but definitely classic Randy in its own way. Also, when Randy uh, finally does get to go to the game, but of course he's investigating and he's in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get to see any of the game. But they're like, oh yeah, we're going up to the box with Bob Costas. And he's like, oh, tell him Randy Disher says hi. Sotomayor's like, oh, you know Bob Costas? He's like, no. He's like, well, wouldn't that just confuse him? And he's like, only one way to find out. (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) What? What? That was so good, though. Randy Disher says hi. It's perfect. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good. Oh, the whole, the whole like, speech that Stottlemyre gives Monk. He's like, you need to turn, like, the off switch. Turn it off. Oh, turn yeah. it off. And he's like, you know, even God took a day off, right? And you know what day he took off? <laughs> Sunday. And you know why he chose Sunday? Because he wanted to watch football. <laughs> was so good. And I know it was supposed to be sad because that's totally, like, when he ditches Monk to go inside. It was so funny. Um, so. My next like is Randy, whenever he was, I mean... Of course, he was just doing it, so... Oh, my gosh, it smells so good. Oh, yeah. It smells like the blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, when Randy is taking care of Monk and Stottlemyre at the scene, he's like, oh, it's fine. I'll take care of it. I just got to tell the other guys, you know, what happened here. And you guys just go have fun. I was like, aw. And then he's like, tell Bob Costas <laughs> I said hi. Like, what? That's a good one, though. Randy, yeah. de- Randy does... That was a very underrated, like, Randy... Uh, case mm-hmm. like he totally was taking care of it and told them like hey don't worry about it go to the game I'll take care of it that's mm-hmm. a good point I like that uh, also I have Randy's game day shenanigans where like you said he gets the TV stuck upside down in the hallway and I to me might not be relatable to other people but that is so me I will do anything to like watch watch a show like while I'm doing you know laundry or like anything like Mm -hmm. oh i have a couple of down to like i'm waiting in the doctor's office and i'm sitting there Uh oh is it sour or is it bad it's so sour oh it's sour oh okay uh you know i'm waiting in the doctor's office and i'm like have my little like bluetooth earpiece i have my hair pulled over so nobody knows i'm listening to it Mm -hmm. and i'm like watching this or listening to a podcast here doing you know it's to me it was so relatable if i i would totally have done that. Like, I would totally have gone into that evidence room. The only thing that was not relatable is when he got the TV stuck, I would have used all of my God-given strength to bust <laughs> that TV out of there and get get it out of the hallway. Yeah. That was the only thing I was like, no, I'm not watching the game upside down. I'd have been like, God. <laughs> it's like those, you know, superhuman stories when, like, the mom lifts the car off the baby. <laughs> that would have been me. Like, this is my baby. <laughs> So yeah, uh, but I did love it. It was it's hilarious, obviously. Okay, um, is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I love Chet. Chet was, he was. Chet was so good. <laughs> he was. It was like, I don't know. It was just him and Stottlemyre like bonding. I don't know. And then he was just such an idiot. He's the one that did the condor thing, right? Was he the one that did that to him? I don't know, but he was just such an idiot. It was so funny. And then uh, whenever he tells him before, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw David Gettleson this morning. He he blew me off or whatever. And then he's like, okay. And then later Monk goes to ask him. He's like, okay, so you saw David Gettleson this morning? He's like, I don't think so. He's like, <laughs> you told me that you did earlier. He's like, ah. Uh. And he's super drunk. 
And he's like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember now. He kept saying, out of order. He kept saying, out of order. And he had no clue what he was talking about. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next like is, this was a situation that's like fun and playful that I like seeing Monk in. Like, it's a good idea for an episode. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, man, I'd love to see Monk at a football game or, you know, driving um like a road trip or something like that like i'd like to see monk in these wacky situations so that it was just fun to watch yeah like we've lately have been having a lot of monk relationships mm-hmm. and you know it's like it's nice to see like oh monk and his other brother oh monk and the lady next door and it's like but this one is a very good just like standalone monk doing xyz mm-hmm. monk doing this adventure i and yes i totally agree with that um, the ending to this one, when Stottlemyre comes back, because he like he feels bad, right? Mm-hmm. And Bob Costas, what does he say? He's like, my best friend's down there. He needs help. And he's like, oh, is he with Monk? Bob Costas is oh, like, yeah. oh, is he with Monk? <laughs> I was like, okay. But anyway, so then Stottlemyre goes down there and Chet and maybe you can help me remember this. So, because Monk, Monk grabs it mm-hmm. and then did he throw it to Chet, the, the playbook, and then they both run... Or Chet turns around and like closes the door or something and yeah. lets Monk run away. And you're like, yes, Chet, good job. Mm-hmm. And then Monk runs out to the parking lot and he's like running and him and Chet are kind of running. But then Stottlemyre comes blazing out of the stadium and he's like, mm-hmm. Monk, Monk. And he's like, boom, and throws it. And then he's like, boom, and throws it back. And then Monk tries to throw it back one more time. And then Randy's like, boom. Yeah. And he has all the cops surrounding him. So, you know, like it's, it's over because mm-hmm. all the cops are there. Right? I think that's what Randy's like, is the game over? And he's like, who won? And then Stottlemyre's like, we did. Um, and then him and Monk are like, yeah, we're best buds. It was mm. so good. That's actually a Paul. It was line. so, oh, okay. But it was, but <laughs> but just the overall ending was so good. And Monk gets the win. The episode ends on a good note. And then they also let the team win too. Mm-hmm. Like the actual Condors team. Where how many episodes have we had where Monk is too good to be true? It he gets screwed over. Bad things happen to Monk. This was a great adventure that ended with a good ending. Mm-hmm. Stottlemyre and him are besties. The team won, and everybody won, and everything is fine and dandy. Are you ready for dislikes? Um, yeah. Okay. What did you dislike about this episode, Candace? Okay, I honestly I barely have any dislikes. Um, Natalie. When all the guys are standing around and they're talking about the game, mm-hmm. Monk is like, oh, I, f- I realized something interesting or something. And he's like, no, never mind. And Natalie's like, no, Mr. Monk, tell him. Tell him what it is. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, I oh yeah, I, I noticed that all the jerseys, all the players' jerseys added up equal to 1,000. And they're all just like, all right. I was like, was that was so bad. But it was, I didn't like because Natalie made him say that when he knew that was super dorky. No one was going to care. Like, why did Natalie, like, push him to say that yeah. and make him stand out and, like, embarrass himself? I don't like that. I also did not like that. No. Um, My dislike is, single dislike, is filler. It's just a filler episode. Oh, okay. That's that's true. And also, like I said, it's like a, a standalone adventure. Yeah. It's Which, not bad, but it's yeah. a filler. Yeah. I see that. Nothing really progresses with Monk in this episode. Yeah. Um, which I guess you could say, though, that Stottlemyre and his relationship 
Per, that's true progressed you know in the sense that like they were actively calling each other their best friends and Stottlemyre was like basically learning like it's monk you love monk it doesn't matter what he's like you know he's a great guy like i know he made you miss the game and all his little quirks but he's still such a great friend to have that it's worth those things you know mm-hmm. it's worth the bad things quote that he does whatever so yeah also with the whole natalie makes him say the thousand things is then they're like treating him all awkward, like mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, he's like, "Oh, I have two passes," and they're like, "Whoa, oh, you have two tickets to the game!" Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, "Really, really?" Mm-hmm. And then, but I will, I will say though that Stottlemyre's disappointment was really sad. Like yeah. as much as he was like in two seconds later being like, "Oh, hey, who are you taking to the game?" The monk's like, "Natalie, <laughs> <laughs> Natalie," and he's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course. That was, it was, it was sad, but it was, it was good. Okay. I don't know about you. I feel like this is going to be a relatable one, but this was a very frustrating episode in the sense that you don't know slash realize very much later that they're never going to make it to the game. They're never going to make it into the stadium. They're never going to I'm I'm trying to think of like another episode of another show that's like that, but uh, a famous one is a super famous one is an episode of Friends called the one where no one uh, gets ready, mm-hmm. and Ross has a big speech he's got to make at the museum, and nobody is ready, like n- no one's ready to go. Joey and Chandler start fighting over a chair. Like I was sitting in that chair. No, I was sitting in that chair, and Ross is like, "Here's the thing." Nobody cares because <laughs> we're going to the museum. And then this is the famous one where Joey goes and he's like, all right, I'll give you your chair. And he takes the cushions off the chair and walks out. And Chandler's like, oh, the cushions are the essence of the chair. <laughs> and then Joey comes back and he's wearing Chandler's clothes, all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> and because Chandler had took something from him and he's like, and Joey's like, you took my something. And he's like, I'm wearing everything you own. And so it's like this whole thing. And then Phoebe is the only one that's dressed, but then she eats hummus and spills the hummus on the dress. And then so Rachel's got to help her find a new dress when Rachel doesn't even know what she's wearing. And then Ross is freaking out. Monica's uh, got an, a call from her ex-boyfriend that she's like answering and she breaks into his answering machine and changes his outgoing mes- message <laughs> on accident and all this stuff. Like this, I know this is a long explanation, but this is exactly what I'm talking about is that it's one of those episodes where you're like, oh my, you feel for Ross. You're like, they're late. They're making him late. They're never going to get to the museum. They're never going to make it. And this is one of those. You're like, okay, Monk, you know, just put aside your quirks. Just put aside your differences. You know, do this for Stoudemire. Yeah. Get into the game. And they finally make it to the ticket guy. And there's an explosion. And you're like, oh no. And Monk's like, but uh, we have to. And he's like, it's an explosion. It's a grill. Nobody cares. Let's go. So they go back and look at it and then finally they go back and then they get into, this is when they get to the stadium. They can't even make it two steps. Monk sees the picture of the ring and he's like, I've seen this ring before. It was on that guy that was sleeping out there. So they're like, oh my gosh. Then they have to go out again and then finally Stottlemyre's just had it. And of course he makes it to the game, but then it's still frustrating because he can't enjoy the game. Because Monk isn't there. So even though somebody finally makes it to the game, you can enjoy it. He can enjoy it. And so I I feel like that's the way that I felt the first time I watched it. But knowing going into this episode, like, re, you know, rewatching it, obviously, I knew that 
I knew it was all going to happen in the parking lot. So I was able to like let that go. But just, I feel like just an overall like frustrating, almost claustrophobic episode where yeah. you're like, I can't get out. Like they're never going to make it. So yeah. Yes, um, I do hate those. Yeah. There's like entire movies about that. That's such a genre that I don't think about a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to this big event, but we don't make it because we're all these little things come up. Like every horror movie ever. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're going to someone. You're like, oh, I hope they make it there. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> instead, instead they get kidnapped and then you're in the same dungeon <laughs> for an hour and a half. And you're like, I, that's, yeah. The, the uh, Horror movies are a good example of that. Okay. My last thing. This is my last dislike. Rattly action. Okay. Whoa. They have, we haven't had this in a long time. Which, uh, to catch you up, if you don't remember, that's Randy and Natalie. Rattley. Okay. <laughs> they almost have a little date thing going on in the in the stairwell when they're eating pizza. And they're having like, a mm-hmm. nice time together. And you're like, oh, this is adorable. And then, like, the very next scene, he's gone to the game and he never comes back. And then it ends with Natalie being in the stairwell by herself. And she's like, Randy's right. This is better than being there. I feel like that line would have landed better if Randy, but I guess, yeah, but I guess they couldn't have done that because it would have been, I mean, that would have been like super like shipping them. You know what I mean? Like super putting them together. So I guess they couldn't do that, but I feel like they still could have had like a nice time talking about, I don't know, something. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have, they could have, instead of letting, letting Randy leave, they could have just... They could have kept them together and somehow made the police thing work. Like, Stottlemyre could have caught it at the end yeah. and then been like, badge, San Francisco police. And that would have stopped it. You know what I mean? So. But that's that's my last, that's my last was like. So. All right, let's move on to. He's the guy. Okay. Do you have any he's the guys? No, no, no. no okay, no. I have two, which we know now. Bob Costas. He plays himself. One of the few times that happens, like uh, Snoop didn't play himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Nelson did. So that was that was one. But Bob Costas, he's making like straight up cameo, and they like we totally see him, right? Because you know he's like, oh, you know Bob Costas, and then we actually get to see him. He had twenty one acting credits, but he played himself in almost all of them. So like every time he did anything was like a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did he did have an episode of Frasier that he was on. That uh, Bulldog, you know, Bulldog's a sportscaster. Mm-hmm. And so Bulldog, he like, some girl breaks up with him or something. And he's heartbroken. And so he gets upset. And he leaves. And they're like, Frazier, you have to fill in for him. And so Frazier gets on the microphone and he's like, um, hello, everyone. And he starts like hitting all the gongs and the bells and everything. And then he's like, okay, so uh, let's take our first call. Just remember, I know nothing about sports. <laughs> like clicks on and then he's, someone says like, oh, what do you think about the Yankees this year? And he's like... Uh, if by the Yankees, do you mean the Broadway musical, blah, 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 <laughs> or to being the baseball team, which I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> and he's like, what a weenie. And it hangs up and then somebody else calls and it's Bob Costas. And he's like, what do you think about the, wh- wh- who's this like supersonic? What do you think about the supersonics getting so-and-so for their budget and maxing out their cap limit to have somebody widen the paint to help them on defense? <laughs> And he's like, you, he's like, did you think that was a good idea for the Sonics to do that? And Frazier's like, yes. <laughs> Next call. 
funny. So yes, that was Bob Costas on Frasier. That was good. Okay. My next person is Chet Walsh. Uh, he was played by Steve Monroe. He's a guy that you've seen, like you've seen places. He was on New Girl, Switched at Birth, Wizards of Waverly Place, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, iCarly, Zoe 101, Veronica Mars, Seventh Heaven, Home Improvement, Austin Powers, Sister Sister, Till Death, and an episode of Friends. Monk. Monk. <laughs> Friends. Monk. Monk. <laughs> an episode of Monk. Okay. He was, I, I did, I recognized him. I, oh. I, I knew which episode it was from. It was from Mr. Monk. If anybody wants to guess out there. Is it an Anne? I'll give you two seconds. Um, no, Mr. Monk goes to the... Um, just say it's it. It's an old one. Circus. <gasps> he plays Sergeant Myers. He's at the very beginning of the episode. This is where Randy and Sotomayor are still don't like Monk, right? And so this guy, uh, Sergeant Myers, he's like, he's like a legend, man. I hear he's like, he's the best. He's the best. And Randy's like, yeah, he's not that great. And then somebody comes over to Sergeant Myers and he's like, um, yeah, you're going to need to leave. He's like, what? Why? He's like, your socks don't match. And he's like, what do you mean? My socks don't match. Like they're, they're two different like shades of black or something. They're the one's a different high or something. And he he can't work. Monk can't work. And the guy's like, he saw Monk like as his hero, and then he got asked to leave because of his socks. So it's funny. So, um, but yeah, that's a Steve Monroe episode of Monk, Sergeant Myers, and played Chet in this episode, the best friend. So interesting that he uh, he he got to come back. Yeah, it was his hero, and he came back as, as his best, best friend. friend. <laughs> that's pretty cool for him. That's a full circle moment right there. We'll say so myself. Character development. <laughs> Okay. All right. Next segment is junk time. Welcome back to my favorite time of years in the show where we get to eat junk and can't ask me questions. Okay. So Noah obviously ate his. Well, is eating. It was continuing to. I have no idea how anyone's supposed to get this entire thing down. It was interesting. All right. Oh, look. They're like little toasts. Like doy. <laughs> They're toast. Turn it around. Turn it around. I'm excited. I'm okay, excited. French toast inspired cookies dipped in delicious icing and full of flavor in every bite. I love Girl Scout cookies. They taste like Greg crackers. I was thinking like cinnamon toast crunch. But, mm. oh, oh. They taste like cinnamon graham crackers. You know, there's graham crackers and then there's cinnamon graham crackers. They, that's what they taste like. They're not bad. Okay. Mm. The only ones that I've ever, I don't say ever tried. I think I've tried Thin Mints, maybe. But the, because Toby loves the Thin Mints. That's what he can't resist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are the only ones you've ever tried? No, no. The ones I usually get are the Caramel Delights, which used to be like Samoa's or something. Imagine not getting, they're like the Hellos or something. They're blue. I like the best ones. Let me see. They had all different kinds, so. I just usually get those, and I think last year I ate too many. Have we had Girl Scout cookies on the show before? I feel like we might have. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might have brought the caramel delights on the like, show. That sounds like it's a fact. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make sure I brought the new flavor because I know we haven't done the new one. So, okay, right? Super Bowl Sunday is today. We actually right after this we're going to watch the game. So it is between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, who do you want to win, Noah? 
Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Actually, I I actually don't care. Okay. Um, who do you think is going to win? Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, why? Uh, they're just better. Oh, okay. So, see, for me, I personally have never liked Tom Brady very much. Mm-hmm. So, I always go with the team that is against him because he's just, you know, he's so good that it's like the other team needs, you know, a shot. Yeah. Now, this year, the first time in the history of ever, I am going for Tom Brady's team because Toby, his dad is a like super t- uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So this will be the first, you know, the, this will be the first time that the, I don't know if it's the first time that Bucks have ever been in the Super Bowl, but as long as I can remember. So, to, you know, Tom Brady is on their team now. So I, I'm going for the Bucks, but I have a feeling with my luck in Super Bowls, you know, going for the team that, you know, they never win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the team I'm going for never wins. It's always the other team. So this might be the one year that Tom Brady doesn't win. Because I'm going for him. So, if you're wondering why Tom Brady lost, you're because, looking at her. Yep. It's because I believed. It's just... Because I finally wanted him to win. I would like the Chiefs to win. Because I like the Chiefs. They're, they're a good team, right? But Tom Brady, on the other hand, is... Uh, he's not going to stop unless he wins. He... Because... I'd rather let him win right now and then him come back next year and win it because, ugh, I already know he's not going to stop. Mm, huh. Well, also, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they didn't they win the Super Bowl last year? Um, mm-hmm. I think they did. Mm-hmm. So, okay. again, usually someone who's going against Tom Brady is the underdog. Yeah. But I feel like this year Tom Brady and his team are the underdog. Yeah. Would that be a correct assessment of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, that's that's another thing. Is he's like, actually, one time he's not expected to win. So, I want him to win. So, he probably won't. So, so we know your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys, apparently. You're not a diehard oh, fan like I thought you were. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We'll say that. Well, our dad is a diehard fan. Like, so I... Like he's got what? What are all the Cowboys things? He's got he had the personal license plate. He has giant flags in front of his house. His has one of like the Dallas Cowboys star. Every Christmas has like the star on top of the roof. The stadium. There's like a big banner. A, a rock oh my god! The stadium with all of our names on it. That would have been cool if we could have brought that to show the people. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could post a picture of it. Okay, I'll post a picture of it right here. Right here. Here. Okay, here it is. So this is our, uh, you know, around the, the big Dallas Cowboys Stadium. They have, uh, whenever, I guess whenever they built it, mm-hmm. in 2009 or something, they had all the, the, the stones laid. And you could, if you were like a season ticket holder, I guess, you yeah. could get your name on it. So my dad is a season ticket holder. So we got, we got our super fans. You could see it right there, but. Um, if you're, if you're on, not YouTube, you can't see it. So it says like super fans uh, and all of, all of our, like our names and our siblings names and stuff on it. So, uh, there it is. And yeah, I actually love it. Cause I usually go to concerts. Like if I go to a concert there, I always like try to walk around and find it. It's, a, it's, it's a beast to find, but I actually usually do find it. Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty cool. But so I, th- I was thinking about this. You probably don't have any type of story about this cause you're kind of young, but 
do you have any stories about like pranks, like, like team pranks, like things you've like, maybe you've pulled on like the girl, like the girls team or the girls have pulled on you or, or like other schools or anything. Cause you know, that's always like a, that's always a storyline in a show. Like, yeah. Oh, we stole their mascot. Oh, they stole our mascot. Oh, we spray painted their house or at least, but you know, TP this. I was just wondering if you had anything. I didn't, I wouldn't expect you to just because like I said, and I'm your coach. There's no, so <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I would never allow anybody. I don't allow trash talk. I don't allow anything. Uh, it's, it's always funny. Cause you know, at our school, like we'll have like two teams in the same grade. So like one team will go against one team, one team will go against the other. And there's a bunch of trash talk mm. at school. And we're like, if we hear anybody trash talking, you're all in trouble. Cause it's just, you know, it's not the right, it's not the right vibe to, you know, give off, you know, especially amongst friends and stuff. So, yeah. But the thing I was thinking of was we had a, one where the guys went into our locker room and there's a stampede. <laughs> uh, the, guy, the guys went into our locker room and they like, they did something where they like opened all of our lockers and then so and then the girls got them back by like putting a bunch of feminine products all over like the mirrors oh my and gosh. all over and like trashed the locker room their locker room and i guess the guys took our stuff out and put it on the ground or something and so the girls did that and it was cr- i did not do that cuz i don't do pranks uh-huh. and so i was just like okay i just put my stuff back in my locker shut the door and then all the girls trashed the locker room some of my friends and i was like Oh my gosh. And then they were like, come look, come look. And I was like, no, I don't want you. They're like, just look. And I like to peek my head and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, shut the door. I was like, oh my gosh. And then of course I got, I still got sent to the principal's office because I was there. And then they were like, they figured out who did it. I mean, I was like, I didn't do it. I didn't do that. And so then they figured like the girls confessed who did do it and stuff. So that was one prank, but there was another prank actually where Toby um, oh, we went to this, we went to this, uh, we went to a really small school. We, you, you know, you have rivalries, you have mm-hmm. rivalries, you just do. But our team wasn't like, at least at some point, I guess Toby's team was really good. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But they were, there's just other teams weren't very friendly to us. Some of so like about half of them were and half of them weren't. And this team, we didn't even consider even to be like a rival to us. I think they just got mad because the, our, our guys were better than them. Mm-hmm. So after the game, our guys had beat them and they were super mad and they got, um, whenever Toby got back on the bus, I think him and a couple of his teammates started itching and they were like, kept scratching their selves and they're like, what the heck? What the heck? And they like, were taking their uniforms off, taking their clothes off. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like freaking out, like on the bus and I guess their coach like assessed them or whatever and was like, yeah, they were, they used itching powder. So the other team, I guess, during the game had snuck into the locker room or something and put itching powder in their, in their I guess in their clothes that they were going to put back on after the game. Oh my. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't in their uniforms, but you know, they took their uniforms off, put their regular clothes back on. Because I want to say when we got home, they, they had put their uniforms back on or something like that. But... Nice. Is that, that is not crazy? Up. Yeah. Oh my. Is that not crazy? That is wild. I would never do that. That's so messed up. Yeah. But that's also creative. Well, I'm, yeah. This, that's like a 1950s prank or something. Yeah. Like, doesn't that seem so old school and Like weird? an I Love Lucy, like, 
carrot like yeah you know what happened in an episode. like slapstick <laughs> comedy yes that's so yeah isn't that weird and another one i had was the uh this made me think of because toby for some reason is so proud of this <laughs> remember when we went to the soccer game a couple of days ago and the y'all's oh, fans oh, yeah, the yeah, fans yeah. in the stands made this girl cry oh yeah they were, they, were, they were rowdy, right? They're high schoolers. They're rowdy. They're doing the roller coaster thing. Ah, ah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Well, but what, tell me what happened. Do you remember what happened? Okay. I didn't so realize look, it when it was happening. They they do this thing where they look up, like, on their school's website or something. They somehow figure out the names of the players, like, that coordinate with the numbers that they're playing. So they're like, oh, uh, number 30, her name is Alexis, right? And so it's like... Oh, you suck, Alexis. You're trash. No one likes you. And just like stuff like that. Oh my god. Because it's like it's so funny. I'm so boomer now. I don't. I don't realize uh, any of them like doing any of this. But apparently, everybody heard but me. You know, they're so a bunch. Of, like, they're a bunch of high school students. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I didn't do it. But they're they like look up everyone's names and like like just shout at them and harass them the entire game. Like you suck, number twenty seven. And then, like, tell them their name. And then they made a girl cry, number 27. <laughs> they made her cry. But it wasn't no. like they were doing it because she was bad. She was a good player. No, she was the best one. She was the I, best player. Yeah. So they were messing with her. Oh, that's so bad. But, yeah, that wasn't Toby. Toby didn't do that. <laughs> but in high school, Toby was, like, whoa, so whoa, whoa. Little, little Toby did. Small Toby oh. was part of the group. Yeah. Oh, no. They, had, they were told to be quiet because... Apparently, you're not allowed to say their names. Oh, yeah, the referee. The referee was like, tell them they're not allowed to shout people's names out. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in uh, in high school, our guys had, like, when we were playing sports, you know, the girls were playing our games. The guys would be going nuts. And there's this one story about one time we were playing basketball and some girl airballed, like, in the first few minutes of the game on the other team this girl airballs it and all the guys are like airball <laughs> airball and then so from then on every single time this poor girl touched the basketball <laughs> like she just catches it they're like airball airball so she would like pass it so she would catch it and they would start screaming and so she would pass it away and just kept passing she never wanted to touch it and then she started crying <laughs> <laughs> almost like oh my gosh again like i'm i guess I, I guess i shouldn't say i'm a boomer i literally when i'm playing a sport or whatever i'm just focused on the game mm -hmm. even when they, they were screaming i was focused on the game you know like mm -hmm. the other day but in high school definitely i didn't i don't hear any of that stuff so only only like if i do something good and then i hear you know people like yeah. the, the the cheering go up that's the only time I ever, like, realized, like, oh, people are cheering. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the time, I don't realize. So they're just making this girl cry. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm playing. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm making that girl cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that is terrible. They're so, why are you proud of this? And I can tell me sound like he's a bully. But I, yeah. it's just one of those random stories that he's like, we had a girl cry before. Like, he, not, like, not happy that the girl was crying, but just happy, like, proud of their cheering skills. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we made a girl cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so messed <it> up. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough for drunk time. So are you ready to move on to our next segment? Mm-hmm. All right, Toby. Bully me some uh, plot holes. <laughs> plot holes. All right. 
night. Do you have any? I have five. Mm. I know. I know. I know. Okay, let me go first. You probably won't have this one. I don't think. I put old tech alert, which is mm-hmm. the plasma screen. Mm-hmm. They they mentioned a plasma TV and then also Randy's razor phone. Mm-hmm. That was just super old. I, like and that's super super old. I had a razor phone and so it was not like I'm I'm not that old guys, but I also had a plasma screen. I don't know if I talked about that before. Do you remember my you don't remember my plasma screen TV? I was like this big. I definitely do not remember. When my pla- I was well, I was ten, you well, you weren't born then. But when I was like ten years old, my dad bought me a plasma screen TV so I could take it to my house. And put it up because me and my brother shared a room so we could have our own TVs. I had this awesome loft bed. This TV was like a se- 17 inches. It was like this big. It was like, it was way smaller than that computer right there. It was like as big as this computer, oh, this no. laptop. That big, $500 Whoa. for that a plasma screen TV. That a little mounted on the wall. Yeah. So that's what, when, I, when he said plasma screen, I was like, oh, that's old. That's so old because when it first came out, they were so expensive. Now you can buy, like, uh, that TV probably in there that's like 60 inches probably cost $500 for a huge TV. So just a, it was a little old tech catch. So. Yeah. I found the thanks a lot. That's what I was referring to. Oh, those used to be called tagalongs, I think. Really? I think so. These are the only good ones, in my oh, opinion. Oh, they're the only good ones? You didn't like these? Oh, no, no, no. Those are good, but oh. like... Those are the ones those, that those I always Those are your get. go-to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were... That's how I feel about the Caramel Delights. Which have coconut, which I said last week I didn't like coconut. I guess coconut's all right. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead with my plot hole. So, Monk and Sotomayor are going inside the game, and they're like, you know, getting stopped by all these things. And one of those things was Monk recognizing the ring. And he's like, oh, I've seen that ring before. And he has to go back because he recognized it from the guy who was sleeping. So tell me why the limo driver who killed him did not take off the ring for him. The gigantic, easily super recognizable Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. You he know? could, Yeah, because he was his driver. He could have easily taken that ring off and put it in the limo and it wouldn't have seemed out of place. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not bad. That's not bad. Okay. So how does Natalie not know about the game? Right? Because mm. Monk has the tickets. And he's like, oh, I got tickets to this game. And Natalie's like, what? Since when? Like, you do? What the heck? I don't know. She doesn't, like, check his mail for him or, like, know all of his plans or know that he was planning on going to a game the next day. Like, he's very, you With know, her. Yeah, with her. Like, he was just going to be like, all right, Natalie, let's go to this game. Like, Monk is not a spontaneous person. No, but so. he was like, because he doesn't care about that. It was like a little thing to him. He was like, oh, yeah, Bob Costas owes me one. That's true. But again, that's why that's why my plot hole isn't like, why didn't everyone know? Like, why didn't his assistant know that he had received tickets to a game and that he was planning on going the next day? That makes sense. So... Okay, my next ball is the guy who stole the playbook. How how did he even mess that up? How did he even mess up the oh my gosh. pages? They were numbered. They were numbered they pages. They were numbered pages. Because Monk explains it by saying that he had dropped them. And then I guess he also says he didn't have enough time. Like... 
he was running low on time, so he didn't put the pages in back right. But it was like, there was a way you could put the pages in right. It wasn't like they were all just random plays and you were like, oh my gosh, I have no clue how this was in here. Oh my gosh. And in theory, no, I, I guess if you stack them all together. I was going to say in theory, if you had put them in like the copy machine, you would have the originals and then you would also have the copies. So your copies would have come out in order and then you could have matched the copies to the originals like in order. But I don't know. He might he might have dropped them all before together on the floor or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, they were numbered. They were not like they showed they zoomed in and it was like 38, 37, 40, whatever. Yeah. No. Cuz 38 and 37 were mixed up. Yeah. Like what, bro? I don't know. That was really stupid. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, I put uh Stottlemyre doesn't recognize his friends from high school. He's questioning them. And he walks up, you know, he walks up to the other team and he's like, sorry to ruin your day, guys, but I'm a police officer. And they're like, there's no way that badge is real. And he's like, excuse me? And he's like, there's no way they'd give Leland Stottlemyre a badge or something. And he's like, oh my gosh, hey, what are you doing? Like, <sighs> a lot of people don't recognize I don't know about that one. I don't know. Like, I maybe if he said, I haven't seen you since high school, but he didn't. Okay. I don't know. I think he did. I think he did. I reckon... Did, did he say that? I think so. I don't know. We need a fact check on that, people. I also put... If a player doesn't show up to the game, nobody's looking for him? Or, like, asking about him? I don't him know. People do wondering. that. What are you, why? They don't care. No, I'm like... Because you're like a human. They don't go looking for you. That you... Like... Plus, he was sunk string. It's not like it was Tom Brady missing. Okay, I thought of that because they later I heard them say again that he was a, a backup quarterback, uh-huh. and then I was like, okay, so the people like the fans and maybe the announcers or whatever wouldn't have realized. But like, does he have a reputation for not showing up to stuff? Like, if you have that reputation, okay, then uh, oh, then go for it. That's fine, not a plot hole. But a normal person. Going to assumedly one of the most important games of their career, a playoff game. Because uh, I thought they said it was like some, the, you know, like the AFC or the NFC championship. Yeah. They were making it kind of seem like it was like one of those games or something. I don't know. But it was like that important of a game. But your family wouldn't have known. Like your family was probably at the game. Unless well, people take like, you know, their wife or their kids or their mom or something to that game. It was a home game. And nobody realized, like, it was... I mean, I know... The only thing about this is they didn't show... It's not like they were going to show the family questioning anyone. But it's just, like, it was almost of no no importance. And then... uh, And I'll tie this into my my plot hole I wrote last was... When Bob Costas is announcing the... uh, You know, at the very end, where Stottlemyre and Monk are in the box with him... And he's telling his little cat story. And he's like, no, Adrian Monk is a hero. You saved me from that calico kitten. And, you know, Monk's like, it's, I don't know what you're talking, whatever. You know, I was just trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was like explaining like, and the, the Condors came back to win the game 27 to 24. And, you know, and we saw, you know, so-and-so being arrested, leaving the stadium. What do you have to say about that? And Stottlemyre's like, oh, yeah, we figured it out, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, what a great day. And, like, all upbeat and cheery. Even though one of the players was murdered, there was no, like, 
somberness of like anyone caring about this guy dying. So it kind of ties into that plot hole of like, no one cares this guy died. Yeah. He was a player. Like, can you imagine before the Super Bowl today, if, if like, oh, one of the players is missing. Oh, no big deal. After the game is over. All right. Breaking news. It turns out that, uh, one of the players was actually murdered in the parking lot. And that would be the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just dropped my light bulb. The, the <laughs> newscasters would be talking about the murdered player, not anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, by the way, they won the game too. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. Just, they didn't make a very big importance about a, a professional football player just being murdered outside the game. Okay. So. Yours have been, that, that one was pretty big, but yours so far, not that big. This one. Yeah. No. However, he was drunk the day before his game, like the night of, with the girl of the the like you said one of the biggest games of his career. Oh yeah, it was out partying drunk. I I would say that that's not a good idea, but also probably not unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they they might have rules about that. No drinking before the game and stuff, but. I don't know how many of those guys follow that. I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they just go partying afterwards really hard, you know. Oh, we won. So, I don't know. That's a good one. That's all right. Uh, Okay, whenever Randy is pushing the the TV through the hallway, you can see, like, all these scrape marks all over the wall. I was thinking that, too. That he never hit. Like, he didn't make. Like, before. Yeah, he didn't make those. But they were obvious. They were probably from, like, different takes. Yeah. When he was pushing it, so that's I, I noticed that. I noticed that too. It was it was pretty obvious, like because you see the one before, because you see it like you you're supposed to notice the scrapes at the beginning because it's like scrape and he's like oh yeah and then it cuts to a different one where he doesn't even reach those others. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next one is the limo driver didn't leave. He stayed at the scene because they were like, oh yeah. Here's his limo driver. Oh, well, he was probably supposed to wait for him for for him to come out of the game. Like, instead of leaving the game, he mm-hmm. probably... You know, have you, you've been to the games, right? Where they, they have limos sitting outside the stadium the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, the limos are sitting out there and the drivers are in them. And they're waiting for the people to come out. So he was just going to sit there and act like, he never came out. What's going on? Where mm-hmm. is he? What's happening? He's going to act all innocent. But, yeah. So. Um, I have, I think, just one more. When Monk is putting this all together, he's standing next to Chet, and there's a TV, like, footage in this hallway or whatever. The players. Oh, that was another one. The all-access pass that literally scanned you into, like, unauthorized areas. It's, like, unauthorized, players only. And Monk has a, a his badge, and he swipes it. And I'm like, that's what an all access pass does. Like, it lets you get into like unauthorized areas. That seemed like a little all access. Yeah, but usually when you're like all access pass or backstage pass, it doesn't mean you get to go like hang out with the celebrities in the in the thing like for like five seconds. But you can't just walk into their dressing room. I don't think that's how that works. I think they were taking Walker a little liberties. Dressing rooms were are different. Yeah, but 
a keypad to go in them. I don't know. I think they were taking liberties with that personally. But um, anyway, so the screen pops up, not pops up, but the screen is there and he's talking to Chet and he's like, I figured it out. Here's what happened. Cause he sees the other team, the other coach on the other team and he sees him and there's this weird, just shot of the guy's face in the box. And he's like looking like I'm anticipating the plays. And he has this like weird look on his face and you're like, what kind of weird shady cameraman is just like on this guy in the box, like continuing to look at his face where he's like, <laughs> I guess that's true. Timestamp 3445. It's around there. I didn't get the exact one, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's around there mm-hmm. where he's like, Oh my gosh, look, this guy's anticipating every play. And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird. So, but that, that was my last ball hole. Okay, uh, my last one is to Stottlemyre. He walks outside, and Monk is is just running from a ton of security guards. And for some reason, Stottlemyre is just like, "Hey, Monk, I'm open." You know, like because Stottlemyre doesn't know the context of why Monk is running from all these security guards and why oh. he should be able to be like, "Oh, yeah, give me their playbook." Well, I think that. Stoudemire, it's it's not a terrible plot hole, but I think Stoudemire knew Monk was still investigating, and then he probably saw Chet and Monk throwing that back and forth. So he knew what was he knew the sense of like they're they're like they're playing keep away, they're throwing it, and then he's like, oh hey hey over here over here. I don't think Chet was there. Chet didn't throw it to him. I thought Chet threw him one. Then maybe you're right. I don't know. We need another fact check. I only watched this one once. I'll check it right now. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. That was totally random. And I get it's supposed to be like this cool moment where they're passing the ball. But it's like... And also, what is the shape of this book? <laughs> you not know. It's like shaped like a football or something. Go to timestamp. What did I say? 20. Oh, wait, hang on. 34.45. Let's see, creepy guy. I know who killed Davy Kittles. Yeah. They showed him for quite some time. For a good 10 seconds, he's on the screen for no reason. He's like, oh, yeah. And this is the head coach who's playing, who's, you know, doing it really well. And he's like, yeah, he's just doing evil things. <laughs> doing evil things. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... How crazy was Monk this, this episode? episode? Plus crazy moments. Out of ten what? Out of ten. Gasoline water bottles. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, um, that's so gross that I'm going to go with out of ten bloody foam fingers. Ew! You remember? Uh-huh. The guy, he's like, oh, you don't need a bandage on that? He's like, nope. No, it's good as new. Go condors! <laughs> <laughs> it's Chet. <laughs> no, it's so good. Also put out of 10 upside down TVs. <laughs> so, all right, crazy moments. Do you have any? Nope. Okay. He wants to mail bond with Natalie. <laughs> he wants the hippie to get a job. Mm-hmm. See, hippie, 
Get a job. <laughs> um, he doesn't realize like how big the game is, like what the game is. Uh, he thanks the ticket taker in advance for his patience. Well, just thank you in advance for your patience. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry. Eric was like, give it to me. Um, maybe you remember this quote. I didn't do it. Oh, oh, oh. The bottle. Stoudemire. He's like, smell this. And Stoudemire is like, that's gasoline. And Monk's like, yes, smiling. And Stoudemire's like, really? And he's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> but he was so happy. Okay, uh, he's mad at the scalper. He's like, hey, hey, he can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. He's probably selling them for twice how much they are for. And he's like, just turn it off. Okay, and then we also have yellow teeth, crater face, and sad sack. Mm. Uh, he, oh, the what is the guy who's like, it's not like I remember every smudge I've ever had on my clothes or something. And Monk's like, I do. <laughs> um, oh, he was cleaning at the end while Bob Costas was talking. And he's like, oh, Monk's so great. And Monk's just like oh, tidying yeah. up and cleaning up. Yeah. And then uh, Trudy died. Oh, yeah. Trudy died. (laughs) You know me, you Trudy. It was so much fun. Whatever happened to that? Trudy died. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost like he was explaining, like, why we don't all do things together anymore. Trudy died, remember? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So funny. Okay. Out of ten gasoline water bottles. Four out of ten. Did you copy my paper? What? I put a five out of ten. But then I saw yours and I was like, four out of ten. He literally copied my paper. (laughs) Okay, so out of ten bloody foam fingers, I'm going to go with a four out of ten. Woo! Why then? You can't steal it because I didn't write my explanation. Why four? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there was monk crazy, but not too crazy. Thank you. You can't. No. I'm not letting you get out of that. Okay, okay, okay. Explain. Okay. No, no, no. Ready? Monk. Monk has this crazy moments throughout this episode, but he still does do the right thing in all these situations and doesn't, you know, succumb to temptation or whatever and go to the game with Captain Slaughtermeyer, which as much as he, you know, didn't want to do it, it's still good that he didn't. Boom. Four to ten. Okay, see, I went the opposite. All of his hack- wacky hijinks are while he's doing the right thing, so... Uh, that's true. So I would have, like, based on that, I would have put, like, a one because he was doing the right thing, but also he, just in general, couldn't be a normal person and enjoy himself. So I gave him four. Like, a normal person. Like, even, so, like, even Stottlemyre. Like, it wasn't like Stottlemyre was doing the wrong thing because there was somebody else to investigate those things. They're not the only police officers Mm -hmm. in the world. So he was like, oh, Randy's got it. Okay, let's go then. And Monk still, he didn't care. So he gets points for just not being able to be human, be present in the moment. So that's why I gave it four. All right. Final segment, Toby. Rate this episode. Canned Fleet Tuz. What are you going to rate this episode? Okay, so it's my turn then. It's my turn to choose. No, it's my turn to choose. Okay. And it's your turn to go. Okay. Because I have mine, but I would like you to be swayed because you seem to like this episode. And I don't. I have to say, I quite enjoyed this episode. Oh. Probably my biggest dislike would be that they don't get to the game. But really? Re- yeah, but rewatching it and knowing that they don't get to the game, you can kind of let it go. 
This was a fantastic buddy comedy episode to show off Leland and Adrian's relationship and shows how they're opposites but still make sense as best friends. I did not think I would rate this episode so highly, um, but I'm going to give it, obviously, I'm going to start at a 10 for those who don't know. Base level is a 10, and then I go up from there because every Monk episode deserves a 10, okay? So I'm going to go with a 10.825. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's way too good. Okay. What do you have to say? It was just lack. It was filler. It was lacking in in crime. A lot of things just did not make sense in my opinion. I had five plot holes. You had like three. It was a pretty classic episode. It was a lot like you know old. It was a lot like old book, but not really. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. So I would have given it a five, but I'm giving it a six out of ten. Okay. All right. That, and that's so interesting because we watched the last episode, The Lady Next Door, and the playoffs. We watched them about the same time. I thought that you liked this episode a lot. And then I was like, oh, he's not going to like The Lady Next Door. I thought we were going to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. We did the exact opposite. Yeah. We totally swapped. Mm-hmm. And so what did I end up rating that one, though? You rated that one, an, what, an eight or something? I think so. And I ended up with like a six point seven five. Yeah, six points because oh, I yeah, went in yeah, between yeah. those. I don't know, and I again, I did not think that I was going to rate this episode this high. I don't remember liking this episode, but I think that that's what I'm saying. I I genuinely think I didn't like it back then because they didn't make it to the game, and I I, I don't like that feeling. But looking back and knowing that they get there, I'm like, okay, now I can just take this episode for what it is. That really isn't a big deal to me. I just didn't like the comedy. Like, there wasn't anything that made me, like, super laugh out loud. No, that's that's true. But I also felt the same way about the old lady. Really? Yeah. But the old lady was in a comedy. It was a heart-wrenching episode. Mm, I guess that's true. No, it is true. That's true. Yeah. I I, I won't think about it. I won't overthink it because I overthought way last time. And I don't don't say overthink, but I still have just like weird mixed feelings about the Lady Next Door episode. So like you said that you felt like this was a filler. I totally understand that. Totally understand that. But it was an obvious filler episode. I think that the Lady Next Door was supposed to be more than what it was. And so for me, that's why I said last week it was a misintentioned filler episode. I think it was supposed to be better and it didn't hit the mark. I think this one lived up to the potential that it was. Also, this episode aired uh, at the, I think it was 2009 or 2008 Super Bowl. Like the, it was, oh, really? it was the weekend of the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we Super, did the same thing. It's Super Sunday right today. We have to get to a party in one hour. And we have an hour to get there. Like, it takes an hour. Yep. So, so we will go and hopefully get to eat lots of fun foods and have fun and hopefully the bucks maybe pull it out. I don't know. No? Okay. No, it obviously doesn't agree. And, uh, but, but, but the good thing about the Super Bowl too is that when your team isn't in it, it's not like life or death. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like so upset if one team doesn't win. Like. I don't care that much. Like, I, they're not my teams. So, there's that. That's true. There's that. 
All right, guys. So we ended with uh, an 8.25 and a 6, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Toby, give us an outro. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.